it is on fire, and I think it is something that most co-ops will, at the very least, be looking at very strongly within the next year or two if they're not already. This is episode 243 of the Community Broadband Bits podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. I'm Lisa Gonzalez. This week, Mel Coleman joins Christopher for a talk on high-quality connectivity in America offered by rural electric cooperatives. Mel is CEO of the North Arkansas Electric Cooperative and president of NRECA, the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association. The NRECA represents more than 900 consumer-owned, not-for-profit electric cooperatives, public power districts, and public utility districts in the U.S. Mel and Chris get into the purposes of the organization and how broadband has become such a growing interest for cooperative members. They also discuss the North Arkansas Electric Cooperative's new project to bring high-quality Internet access to its rural members with a phased approach. Mel shares information on their progress and their expectations. Learn more about the next project at naeci.com. Hey folks, this is Chris Mitchell, the host of Community Broadband Bits, and I just wanted to ask you if you could do us a real big favor to help us spread this show around, and that's to jump on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you found this show, and to give us a rating, give us a little review, um, particularly if you like it. If you don't like it so much, then, then maybe don't do that, um, but if, you, if you're enjoying this show, please give us a rating and help us to build the audience a bit. Thanks. Now let's get on with the discussion. Here are Christopher and Mel Coleman, CEO of the North Arkansas Electric Cooperative and president of NRECA. Welcome to another edition of the Community Broadband Bits podcast. I'm Chris Mitchell, and today I'm speaking with Mel Coleman, the CEO of the North Arkansas Electric Cooperative and president of NRECA. Welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be here. Mel, I think people have a general sense of what an electric co-op is, uh, but tell us about NRECA, if you would. Well, NRECA, the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association, is the national association that uh, represents all electric co-ops. And uh, NRECA is based in Arlington, Virginia, um, 700 employees. And, you know, if you go back to the inception of NRECA, um, it was to uh, speak for us in Washington, in, on Capitol Hill, and to provide services to cooperatives. Uh, today, NRECA is one of the largest uh, lobbies in Washington, D.C., has a strong voice for uh, not only rural electrification, but any issues that face rural America, uh, energy issues. Uh, but also, NRECA um, is... Um, the the organization uh, that we use on a daily basis, for instance, all of our employees across the country, uh, some 45,000, have their retirement that uh, NRECA manages for us, and also our insurance programs. Um, so we NRECA is a very uh, large, diverse organization. All of that, plus research and technology, education and training, marketing, anything you would expect to see uh, with a national association, plus a lot more. And I just have one other question about the association before we focus on your cooperative there in North Arkansas. But um, I have a sense that about 10 years ago, maybe, um, almost no rural electric cooperative was probably doing fiber in terms of offering service to residents or businesses. And um, it seems like there's a lot more interest. Do you have a sense that this is a a rapidly growing interest of your members? 
Oh, absolutely, and I think you're absolutely correct. And 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 I would I would go one step further. And and if you're if you're talking about delivering broadband to members, you don't have to go ten years back. Um, you know, to the best of my knowledge, this has all come about in the last four or five years. Now, a lot of us, and I know uh, here at my cooperative, we have we've had a fiber network for a number of years. Uh, but it was the fiber backbone um, that connected our substations and our offices together and such as that. Uh, but as far as a fiber network to deliver broadband to our members, yeah, that, that is something that has just really taken fire the last two or three years um, and, and is, is uh, coming to fruition. I kind of wonder, and if you listen to people like Randy Clint and John Chambers, you get a sense that it, it's not going to be very many years until almost every rural electric is doing this. Do you think that's the path we're on? Well, I think it is, and 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 you you can look back uh, the history of co-ops uh, throughout the country, and and you know some dive right in, uh, some are a little more cautious, understandably so, and it may take uh, three or four years for them to do it. But typically, you know, the one thing about co-ops, we all work together. We all share ideas together. We call that cooperation among cooperatives. But yet, we are all individual, we are all unique, and we all serve the specific needs of our own membership. And and those needs are different as we look at each of the 900-plus co-ops across the country. You know, in our case here in North Arkansas, our membership, you know, we've heard from our membership, this is what they need, this is what they want. Um, and and we're moving in that direction. Some co-ops aren't uh, quite there yet. This has become, in my opinion, the number one topic uh, when when co-ops get together, whether it's at a statewide meeting, uh, whether it's two managers having dinner, uh, or whether it's at the National Association, or the topics, the educational topics at the training sessions, the number one topic that I hear today is broadband. So, it is on fire, and I think it is something that most co-ops will, at the very least, be looking at very strongly within the next year or two if they're not already. Let's talk about North Arkansas, uh, the electric cooperative, and specifically just to get a sense of, of what it's like. I mean, I think a lot of people here, um, Arkansas, they think Ozarks. Now you have 36,000 members across seven counties. What's your territory like? I mean, is it rolling hills, mountains? What do you got? You know we're in the uh, we're in the hills of North Arkansas, and and we do serve uh, the Ozark Mountains. Uh, we've got uh, right at thirty five thousand meters. Uh, we serve four counties in North Arkansas, four major counties, and parts of three others. We're in a very rural area. We've got a, an average density of seven uh, members per mile of line. You know, there's there's lower densities and there's hires. That's actually a pretty good density for us to work with. You know, we're we're in a a uh, recreational part of Arkansas. Uh, we have a lot of lakes and streams and 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 hunting and fishing and all that. Uh, we do have uh, a pretty good amount of seasonal load here as well as the the permanent residences and the industry. Um, and I like to say we're in we're in God's country of Arkansas. I find it interesting. You've named your um, pilot projects dealing with uh, the fiber for broadband uh, to uh, residents and businesses. Next, uh, can you tell me a little bit about what Next is? Well, um, many people, if if you've grown up in rural electrification, um, you know you go back eighty years ago, and and what we're doing today is no different than what happened eighty years ago with electricity. Nobody wanted to serve rural America. And I, I don't knock the investor-owned business model. Uh, 
but when you look at an investor-owned utility, the CEO gets up every day and his number one goal is to increase the stock price of his utility. That's fine. That's their business model. That was That is not our business model. So when you go back 80 years ago, there was no money to be made in rural America with um, stringing of electric lines and poles. And that's why co-ops were formed to serve the farms at that time. Primarily, that was all that, that existed in rural America. And, and today we see the same thing with broadband. It is the same thing. The business plan of the for-profit communications companies does not fit rural America, and that's fine. We, it does fit our business plan because we are only interested in improving the quality of life of our membership. Now, next, um, there's, there's a book called The Next Greatest Thing where uh, 80 years ago a, a, a man got up in a church in Tennessee and said, you know, the greatest thing is to have the love of God in your heart and the next greatest thing is to have electricity in your home. That's where next comes from. We've taken that word next out of that. And, and, and what we like to think is this is the next, next greatest thing, and that is broadband in your home, true broadband. And how did this become a priority among your members or your board? I'm always curious, um, how did you make the leap from thinking this would be nice to have to something that we're going to make it work in this, these pilot projects? Well, our board's 100% behind us. It's been a topic of discussion uh, for the last year or so at just about every meeting that we attend. Um, good friends with, with uh, Randy Clint. Randy, of course, uh, at Ozarks Electric in Arkansas. We started talking to Randy. We put together a, a, a phase one project, and our board um, adopted that. And that's, that's where we are today. We're in the phase one project. But a very supportive board. They understand. They live out there in these rural areas, and they understand the need for broadband. Uh, and they hear from our members as, as well as we do here here in the company. And for the co-ops that, that aren't doing it, um, do they, are they hearing less from their residents, or is there just actually a different demand, do you think? Is there something that sets you apart from co-ops that are not doing anything quite yet? No, I don't think there is. I, I think basic, again, you, you've got differences between all co-ops, but I think uh, when you take a cross-section, um, our our members are basically the same. I, I just I just think that you have each again each co-op is going to make that individual decision, and I think you have understandably so uh, some some electric cooperatives that that are going to uh, be very careful, very conservative about how they roll this out. May even want to, and we've done this, you know, too, in some of the projects that we've had over the years. We may want to step back and and see what success other people are having first. So, you know, I think that's that's definitely understandable, and and all co-ops, I think, are going to have a different timetable. So, can you describe the plan that you're using to to roll this out? Well, we have um, actually been underway since late last year, mid to late last year. And what we've got is a pilot project of approximately 1,500 meters. Uh, what we are looking for and what we have, um, we're, we're at, I believe, our goal of a 35% take rate. Uh, again, we had a, a fiber backbone that was, that was already in place, that the co-op owned and was already in place. So uh, what Next has been doing, what we've been doing is, is putting up the uh, feeder lines, and now we're in the process of installing the drops. And the latest numbers that I saw to date, we have about 60 connected. Um, we have somewhere in the neighborhood of um, 
400 or so that are going to be connected. So I, I'm I'm very excited about where we are at the present. You know, I think we've got uh, certainly got the demand, and I know we've got the demand across the rest of the territory because we hear from from those folks all the time. When are you coming to my area? But uh, no, we're we're very pleased at where we are in this phase one. And this is something that's uh, self-funded, right? You're not getting any support from anyone for this. Correct. This is self-funded. Uh, so I guess a question would be then, do you have a sense of what it will take if, if um, you know, you keep getting more demand uh, to be able to build out to everyone? Is this something that you could ultimately do yourself or will you need some form of a program that would help you to um, reach some of the more rural areas? No, this is not something that we could fully fund all the way through. Um, if we have, the plans are now to have five phases, but uh, you know, that's not an issue. That's not a problem for us. But it is not something that we would be able to self-fund uh, past phase one. So when you say not able to fund, does that mean that you would need to secure a loan or you would need a kind of a grant, some sort of funding you would not have to pay back? Both. Grant funding would certainly help. We know money has been there dating back to the stimulus for uh, broadband in America. And, and certainly we feel like that we should have a shot at, at that as well as anybody else. But yeah, also loan funds we'll have to have, and, and we do have access to, to loan funds, but that's not going to be an issue for us. How do you get, uh, you building a gigabit network in these areas, uh, you already have some fiber backbone, but how are you getting to Little Rock or someplace where you can hand off and connect to the wider internet? Well, we're actually going to St. Louis. Um, Salem is in North Arkansas, and we have uh, specifically in our phase one was not only a good cross-section of our membership, but we went north out of Salem to the Missouri line, which is about 20, 22 miles, and we connected with a uh, transmission provider in Missouri um, that already had fiber strung, and that is our connection to the outside world. Let me give you a chance. Is there anything else I should have asked you about this project or, the, or your area? Nope. Uh, we're really excited about it. And again, I think uh, as we look at this, it is very appropriate to say that this is the next, next greatest thing that our members um, are really are ready for. Great. I've I've actually made the case that I think um, it may be that the FDR administration uh, does more to get high quality internet access out to the rural areas than any other administration, which is pretty yeah. remarkable. <laughs> pretty remarkable, exactly. All right. Well, thank you for your your time to tell us what's going on, and thanks for your great work down there. Yes, sir. Thank you, and have a great day. That was Christopher talking with Mel Coleman, CEO of the North Arkansas Electric Cooperative and president of NRECA. We have transcripts for this and other Community Broadband Bits podcasts available at muninetworks.org slash broadbandbits. Email us at podcast at muninetworks.org with your ideas for the show. You can follow Chris on Twitter. His handle is at communitynets. You can also follow muninetworks.org stories on Twitter. The handle is at muninetworks. Subscribe to this podcast and all of the podcasts in the ILSR family on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Never miss out on our original research? Subscribe to our monthly newsletter at ILSR.org. Thank you to Break the Bands for the song Escape, License to Creative Commons, and thanks for listening to episode 243 of the Community Broadband Bits podcast. <laughs>